We're a little bit late. We were tweaking some stuff. Lighting disarray is all I'm going to say. It was Deli's fault. Of course it was Deli's fault. Deli, own up. Own up. I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. At least as long as you apologize, things are going in the right direction. Welcome, everyone. So today, pack show. We've still got a saga going on with Tucker Carlson. I wasn't going to talk about it uh, too much today, but then I see all this stuff that's wrong and inaccurate popping up on Twitter, um, oftentimes from people who just are trying their best truthfully to report on the story, but they, they're not, they're not uh, used to dealing with television contracts like this. So they're saying stuff that's not necessarily true or it's confusing. So I just want to clarify what is actually going on here uh, in my view. And also, I think it's very important to touch on Tucker's message that he put online. He put that tweet out. And we're going to also address how well that did in comparison to his typical slot over on Fox News because old media is dead. And that's a very important part of what we talk about here. We talk about the matrix. We talk about the system. Old media is the matrix. Old media is the system. Corporate media at large, whether you agree with the point of view there that's presented or not, whether we're talking about left-wing media, right-wing media, corporate media is the system. Um, they're dying. They know it. And I think it's a really important contrast to see how well his tweet did because it gives a lot of power to all of you out there, right? We have these discussions about new media and where it's headed. And you need to know that your voice can be heard as well. Um, and it's no longer a time where you have to get a big fancy job at a cushy network. That's nonsense. It's, it's garbage most of the time. All right. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to spot an NPC. It's important. We need to know how to do that. We're going to talk about some wild claims being made by OnlyFans creators. I'm touching on OnlyFans a lot because it's becoming more and more prevalent and more and more normalized and more and more glorified as more girls begin to do this. And even though they're not all making bank, they're still making money and it's still doing something to society, right? When it normalizes this disgusting stuff, it changes the way we look at promiscuity. It changes the way we look at infidelity. It changes a lot of things usually for the worse, especially in the woke direction that we're headed right now. And I'm also going to talk, is born again virgin a thing? Can you be a born again virgin? Let's have that debate. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about health and obesity and more tools of the matrix. Uh, you can't believe, you know, there's, um, we we're going to do this the other day and we ran out of time, but a weight neutral personal trainer, I got to get to that. So let's start with Tucker. Um, Tucker was quiet for a few days and you knew he was going to surface, you knew he was going to do something as Tucker would, and he puts up a tweet and a video message. And I think it's very, very important what he did say and what he didn't say. Let's take a listen. Del, you got that? Yep. I'm going to play this stop and go through the two minutes because it's, uh, it may be the most important thing he said thus far. Let's go. Good evening. It's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's gotta be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, 
the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have okay, reached consensus there. Before on I what start, benefits. Before I start getting up and clapping, <laughs> which I will, which I will, uh, always been a fan of his. Um, brilliant delivery. Absolutely brilliant. Incredibly likable. Um, he does media the way all people should do media. People should take notes and learn from that guy. Um, he's fantastic at what he does. First of all, what he does there in the opening is a thank you. Right. That's his thank you to the audience that he didn't get to do on air. And I saw some people that were taking issue with, well, you know, the audience loves Tucker so much. And why didn't he come on and say goodbye? That's not my guess. And by the way, everything that I say here, I do not have any inside information from Fox News. I have not been in contact with anyone from inside Fox News. This is pure opinion, my pure opinion based on what I see. I've not had any interaction with Tucker. So take it for what it is. But when you don't get to say goodbye to an audience in corporate media, it's not an amicable exit. It's not. Because when it is an amicable exit, you get on, you say, I'm, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to go off to pursue other things. This guy, something happened where this guy got a phone call and that was it. And he was cut. So you can't blame the hosts when that happens. They are completely powerless in a situation like that. There is nothing that he can do. Regardless, here he is saying thank you. What he's really saying is I saw your messages. Some of them crack me up. I see a whole bunch of people really care about the truth. That's positive. That's optimistic for the future. Because those of us who are battling the system want to know that there are people out there who appreciate that somebody like this guy put his whole career on the line to say, I am not going to not cover that story, even if it ends me. Right. And I don't know for sure if that's what happened, but I'm willing to bet that some of that went down. So that's number one. I think it's also very important that he immediately goes to the heart of the matter here, which is that you can't have a real debate in corporate media. He's telling you that the structure that I was in was preventing actual debate on real issues. He's talking without saying directly about these untouchable topics. Now, I don't know what he's referencing. He does say corporate power. What does that mean? That doesn't just mean what you think it means, like, oh, Kellogg or whatever company it is has power. No, he's talking about, you know, the corporate powers that be in corporate media. That's what he's saying. Um, Big debates are not allowed to happen. He's targeting a space that he took part in. He's going to probably, in future months, whenever he's allowed to talk, we'll talk about that in a second, but he's going to probably take on the structure, which I've talked about for a long time. You go watch my intro video here when I joined here and started this show where I talk about these little sound bites and these little, you get on, it's like a four-minute segment. It's not meant to be an actual debate. It's meant to make people angry, outraged. This is, this is the good team. This is the bad team. And it's controlled opposition. It's supposed to make you think, yeah, we're on your side. When in reality, you have producers behind the scenes that are telling you just don't touch the untouchable topics. This is safe. You can talk about this. Don't touch that or, or else. Tucker's not an or else kind of guy. He's the kind of guy that just says, yeah, or else what? <laughs> you know, that's just his personality. It always has been, thankfully. Um, so... He's taking a dig without taking a dig. Let's keep playing. It's them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. 
That's a depressing realization. Okay, so that's very it's important. Not permanent. That's very Our important. Or- um, he's talking about the Uniparty, which people will will know. He's talking about what I talk about all the time. This is not a simple time anymore. This is not Democrat versus Republican. And if the Republicans win, yay, no. This is what Andrew Breitbart used to talk about on steroids. This is what the Tea Party was talking about on steroids. This is the Uniparty. This is Democrat establishment, Republican establishment, big pharma, corporate media, all bowing to the same God. Okay? And who is that God? Well, it's the powers that be. You know, it's your big pharma powers that be. It's your WEF powers that be. It's your WHO powers that be. They're all in it together. So he's trying to tell you just because you think you're watching a conservative outlet, a conservative outlet. And I, I, I came out with this warning sign when I said, talked about the mandates. And I said, how could you be on air bashing mandates when your own company had a mandate? How could you be out there being the vaccine mandate was so terrible? Now come watch me on my network that had a vaccine mandate and fired a whole bunch of people because they didn't comply. Yeah, honey, I'll wait. You know, I think I'll maybe watch Waterboil instead. That's what he's talking about. So he's just, he's taking the high road in the sense that he's not naming specific name, but he's letting you know, basically you and I, meaning him and you know what's going on. He's here to play. Let's keep going. Orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue. And so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. I love it. It's very Tucker. Um, by the way, his lighting is fantastic. <laughs> Who did that lighting? <laughs> Let's get them over here. Those sky blue eyes just glowing. I love it, right? Is it not warm and inviting? I'm just saying. Um, so he talks about the fear that exists in corporate media structures and establishment structures. They're terrified. They're terrified of people like him. They're terrified of people like me. There are many others. They're terrified of a lot of people who exist in these new media spaces who don't have restrictions on them, who don't have handcuffs on, right? So he's addressing them directly. He's letting them know, I'm not afraid of you. Everyone out here is not afraid of you. That's why this tweet's getting a zillion views. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, he, he uses the word silence. He uses some very, very powerful words that you have to think about why he strategically chose those. Um, the truth will prevail. True things prevail, he said. That's absolutely true. Just know that you are deemed, he's right, when you are somebody who's battling the system, you are deemed as powerful. You're also deemed as a deep threat. And they're so used to being in power, these corporate media structures, that they're used to being able to deplatform someone and that's the end of them, right? Think about 20, 30 years ago, you deplatform someone like a Tucker Carlson and you take his power away, right? This is before the age of real social media. This is before the age of the YouTubes and the Rumbles and all of these different, the Blaze. And, you know, I could sit here and name a bunch of places you can go to, to do, you know, individual content that's not under the big corporate umbrella of, you know, 
the woke. But today, that's just not the same. So these corporate, they, they don't know what to do. They need to silence him. And I'm sure there were many, many calls that happened that called for his silencing. I'm sure there were many internal emails. I'm sure there were many clashes at editorial meetings. Just my opinion again. That is my conjecture. That is my um, opinion about what could, what could have gone on. But they can't silence him. So they're, they're caught between a rock and a hard place because they got to get him off the air because, right, he can't continue to actually dig for truth and create actual debate and make people think out there because ultimately, remember, it's all part of the same machine. Don't be fooled. You need to stop being fooled by, this is a conservative corporate media outlet. It's different. It's not. It's not. It's the same top-down, you know, can do this, can't do that caving to the same structures. Look at all of them. They all had mandates. They all had mandates. And you know something? Valuetainment didn't have a mandate. When I went out to the blaze, I remember talking to Glenn Beck. He won't mind me saying this, but I remember talking to him and saying, you know, are you guys going to put a mandate? What happens if it, if it sweeps the country? And he was like, we would shut down before we did that. We are not going to force somebody to do that. He was very firm. I believed him. And just based on how they were running that company when I showed up, they were not having it. They were not having it. They were not going to cave to the woke. So everybody, people say, oh, you don't have a choice. You were in New York City. <laughs> Give me a break. You always have a choice. These companies have a lot of money. They can set up studios wherever they want and protect their people from having to be injected by anything or, or kowtow into Big Pharma. They kowtow to Big Pharma because they needed to and they wanted to because they get money from them. That's all their ad dollars. That's why. So then I think this is really important that we look at. So that, that hits. And um, let's take a look at that tweet from Mediaite. I just want to show you your, not, not to say we're all going to have the power of a Tucker Carlson, right? But just think about this. Let's look at that Mediaite article. Uh, the, that's right in there. Tucker's Twitter views versus Fox News views in the 8 p.m. hour. The views on a Twitter video published by former Fox News host Tucker Carlson on Wednesday surpassed the Tuesday evening viewers of his old cable news slot in less than an hour. Carlson's video, which made veil jabs at Fox News and the cable news industry as a whole, received more than 1.8 million views in less than an hour after its release. I love it. While more than 5 million people saw the post on their timeline, according to Twitter statistics. As of writing, the total views of the... Okay, so it's past this even now, what they're saying. Fox News' 8 p.m. replacement slot for Tucker Carlson tonight, which was hosted by Brian Kilmeade on Tuesday, meanwhile, received the complete antithesis of a Tucker Carlson, by the way. No disrespect to Brian but a com complete opposite in terms of where he stands on a number of issues, particularly issues that relate to the military-industrial complex, by the way. But regardless, very different. Received just over 1.7 million views, significantly less than both the Twitter video and Fox News's APM ratings when Carlson occupied the slot where he'd regularly draw more than 3 million. So this guy's tweet <clears throat> broke the internet. You see how much it has now? How much is it now, right? This so 75 million people saw the tweet. But uh, 22 million watched it, okay. the entire video. That's crazy. So you have corporate media, which everyone thinks has power, right? Because they tell you they do, and they have a lot of money, and they have a lot of friends in high places. And then you have what real power is and real influence is, which is your ability to reach people. Your ability to reach people is all that matters. This guy doesn't need a fancy network. Tucker Carlson doesn't need a fancy network. He doesn't need a fancy studio. He doesn't even need that fancy lighting he has, although I do appreciate it. He doesn't need any of that. He just needs <laughs> himself being able to reach you. And guess what? We all know it. He knows it. And the corporate media outlet that just fired him knows it too. So, ha ha. 
ha ha, I say to all those who aim to censor, it ain't going to work. So then I saw um, something that came up. Did you see that? That one that I added, Deli, can you just bring that up? Because I think it's interesting. Um, the one that I added this morning, Suleiman. Remember Suleiman? We had him on to talk about the Tate case. Y'all remember him? Um, if you don't, you can go back and watch that. But let me, he pulled a tweet up. Do you have it, Deli? Yep. Okay, can you, can you, um, can you blow that up a little bit? He was commenting on a segment from Megyn Kelly. Uh, she covered this whole thing. And he says, breaking, Tucker Carlson was not fired. He is still an employee of Fox, and they still have to negotiate an exit. He is currently not free to launch a podcast or negotiate with other shows. Tucker Carlson was caught off guard. He was not allowed to do his show and was removed from the company email. Fox refused to tell Tucker the reason why he has been removed from the channel. Now, again, I can't, I can't confirm or deny with sources. I don't know what Megan's sources are on this. Um, here's what I can tell you. The language gets tricky. He was fired. Okay, he, that's it's semantics at this point, right? You're talking about is he still an employee? Here's my guess, pure conjecture as to what happened. Again, no inside sources. Not I. I don't. I, here's my pure opinion, having lived in that world for a very long time and having seen the beginning and the end of many contracts myself. Uh, my guess is that this was very sudden, which it was, right? He didn't get to say goodbye to the audience, so my guess is it was not amicable in any sense of the word. He probably got a call, was told he couldn't go on air, and it was over. He was not going to be able to appear on air. And now it becomes a matter of, even though he is fired in the sense that he is no longer going to be able to get on their network and their broadcast and, and do his usual show, they have to negotiate an out of that contract because he probably has a ton of money left on it, and there's going to be a ton of terms. Now, many people were saying, are they going to keep him from working? That would be a huge mistake. Sometimes when these contracts end, let me explain this to you. Sometimes they will pay you out and they will put a clause in that says you will get your money, but you cannot go work for somebody else under any condition for the duration of the contract. Then you have to get a lawyer to come in and fight for your ability to do so. Sometimes they will recognize that that's a terrible strategy. And what they will do is they will pay you out until you decide to then go make money via another venture and they will release you and then they stop paying you and then you can go on and do your thing. Well. I think it would be an enormous mistake, enormous mistake by Fox to silence him and to hold him hostage. That is not going to play well for Fox News. Their numbers are already tanking as a result of this decision because people see it for what it is. It's so obvious. If you looked at Tucker's shows over the last year, this guy was constantly pushing the envelope according to, you know, their standards. Look at what his show was saying and the topics that it was touching and what everybody else wouldn't even touch. Forget it. Oh, my gosh. I'll, you know. So it's, it's pretty obvious what went on here. There's an editorial clash. He was covering stuff a certain way. And now I don't know if there were internal communications that went afoul. A lot of this is going to depend on whether there was just cause for the firing and whether um, they can cite a just cause to prevent him from working to prevent the, the payout. This is all legal stuff. I have no idea. I don't know what he said in internal communications. I don't know what grounds could or couldn't have been broken. I don't know. I can't answer those questions for you. What I can say is that this guy was rubbing salt in the wound of the GOP establishment, rubbing salt in the wound of corporate media for a very long time. This was probably many, many, many clashes deep on many, many, many issues. Um, and it's just they can't have it, right? The, the powers that be will not have him in that position. And they have to please pharma. They have to please advertisers. They have to please, you know, 
powers that be, I, I don't know if who they're connected to specifically. I can't tell you if they hop on the phone with this one or that one, but politicians do get involved. I can tell you that and make calls to people at the top and it's not worth it to them because you know why? Again, they think you're going to keep your TV on. They think you're going to let it drone on in the background. And they're like, well, they have nowhere else to go. <laughs> There's a whole world out here. There's a whole world out here. So you want to make your message heard, turn the TV off. You're not getting news anyway. You're not getting news from corporate media. I'm not just talking about, you know, Fox or CNN, all of it. It's not news. It's propaganda filtered through, you know, matrix cronies. Um, that's the truth. Also coupled with this, just before we get to uh, some men, women stuff here, that's wild. Insane, by the way. Um, RFK also, you know, Robert Kennedy is running for president. He's going against Joe Biden. He goes on ABC News he does an interview. They do a whole interview with him. It's pre-taped. It's edited. And at the end, they put a disclosure that says, uh, by the way, she comes back on the screen, the journalist, and she's like, you know, we, we had to just edit some stuff out because he made some false claims. They're talking about the jab. He made some false claims about a whole stuff they consider false. And, uh, you know, ABC is um, run by pharma, you know. Brought to you by Pfizer, as they say. So they, they couldn't, they refused to run it. They said, and here's my question, though. Honestly, if you're really interested, going back to what Tucker Carlson said, ABC, if you're interested in a debate, why can't you hold your own and just, why not air that? Why not air that and have RFK say something and have you come back with some stats and uh, some stats and some data saying that's not true and have an actual exchange of ideas? No, they can't have that. You know why? Because they, they're wrong. They don't have the stats and the data to back up what they're saying. So they just cut you. They just cut you. They cite, you know, misinformation. Sorry, we had to do it as a service to you. Also, how insulting, by the way. We can't have the debate here because you at home, you wouldn't be able to distinguish what was true. And we need to make sure that you find to be true what we deem to be true. We can't have you thinking for yourself, listening to RFK and maybe coming out of my debate with him thinking that he was right. You can't make your own decisions at home little baby infantilize the audience so we had to do we had to do what's best for you little baby audience and we had to remove the debate <laughs> imagine these people are disgusting but it's predictable so here's my prediction on that uh rfk is an enormous threat to pharma beyond so what you're going to see is you're going to see um a combination of corporate media and big tech and there's there's going to be a lot of scrubbing of rfk content Wait for it. It's going to happen. They're going to have to figure out a way to get all that stuff out because people like that guy, right? And they think he's taken on corporatism, real corporatism. And I'm not a Democrat, right? So there's a lot of just stuff I disagree with him on. A lot of stuff I disagree with RFK on. But he's willing to challenge the system in a way that I have not seen anyone willing to do. They're coming for him. Uh, pro tip for him. Now, I think he went on there because he knew they were going to do that to him and he wanted to show the audience, see? I think he knew. He said, I'm going on ABC. He knows it's you know, brought to you by Pfizer, all that. He said he wants to show you, see what happens when I try to have an actual debate. They're, they're not going to be armed with information because they don't have any. They're going to cut it. What I will say is he should be prepared not to do that too many times. Don't do stuff that's edited. They want him on so badly. Tell them you'll do it live. Insist. I said this to Andrew Tate, too, when he did that, that stuff with that little you know, weasel from Vice. Remember the guy who like, went to go fight like this? I said, don't, don't, don't let them, they want you that badly, they'll do it live. If they don't do it live, know that it was a trap and you'll be like, oh, great. I didn't have to get involved in some quicksand trap by the Matrix, done. I went and worked out and had a nice day instead, great. RFK's in for it, telling you straight up, they're coming for him more than anybody else. 
it is way easier just to release the raw interview too instead of just editing it it takes a way longer process to just edit certain things out of clips like yes yeah. that's, that's no point. oh well yeah but they have to <laughs> yeah. they have to they and have to a disclaimer at the end it's just magic they have to and that's why i think also when i was back on the view and got cut off you remember that moment you all saw that's what it is see they've got powers that be big pharma was like no 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 you can't let her say that it was true but had had people heard it and been like well wait a minute the cdc did also say well uh, no you can't have remember I cannot stress it enough. I don't care if you're talking about a conservative outlet who had a mandate. I'm, I don't care if you're talking about a left-wing outlet. The enemy of these people are just free-thinking individuals. Tucker Carlson's, right? People who are just going to get on there and ask questions and allow for actual debate. Cannot have it. They will not have it. They will not have it. And by the way, just so you know, people who were happy that Tucker Carlson got fired weren't just Democrats. We'd covered AOC the other day. I guarantee you Mitch McConnell was having a drink that night. Mm, big old smile on his face. Just know, again, uniparty. You are battling a uniparty. You are not battling Democrats. You're battling them all. You are battling a very wide, very deeply connected system with very big pockets for pharma. Just keep that in mind. Okay. So we're going to shift topics here. Uh, speaking of the system, the system would love this OnlyFans nonsense to keep going on. Just the moral degradation of society. You know how that works. So I'm watching this panel, whatever podcast. Hey, Brian, if you're watching. Um, oh, by the way, there's another. Oh, I didn't do it today. But there is a whatever podcast that ran the other day. And there is a very large woman on that panel. And I, that was cast that way. Brian, you know you Literally did it. Was. It was, it was, I mean, it was <laughs> cast for visual effect. We're going to get to that. Not today, but oh, man. But anyway, there's this panel that happens on uh, talking about OnlyFans. And this woman says that she did the OnlyFans for her grandpa, her dead grandpa. Take a listen. Number three. This is this is the excuse that's getting made for why she's doing OnlyFans. I can't believe it. Been doing that? Um, just about like two months. I started. I just started. You just started? Yeah. Okay. What got you into it? Um, if I'm going to be honest, I lost my grandpa. Um, <laughs> he's very close to me. So I kind of want to go with his legacy and I kind of want to do it for him so but that's a really bad what? idea because I think that's not a good way to come up with money and share that with my family but I haven't did wait, I you're saying wait. you want to do only things to honor your grandfather's legacy Jeez. not in that way um, was he was he like, like a corn star or something wait wait no, pause like, uh, was he into the corn was grandpa into the corn his legacy <laughs> <laughs> so she's doing the she's doing the um, the OnlyFans for her grandpa, dead grandpa. Well, you was everybody at home like, what is she talking about? That's Chase, by the way. That's the guy that went head to head with Bangs. Remember that? Oh yeah, he's back. He's very religious, mind you. Interesting. Um, had a few exchanges with him on on Twitter. Maybe we'll, he'll come on the show. I'm not sure where that fell. I have to check on that. It's a good reminder. But yeah, talking about. She wants to fulfill the grandpa's legacy by doing the OnlyFans. Can you imagine <laughs> twisting that in your mind? You're, you know, you're a woman out there. You're looking for extra cash. You see everybody's making money, and you're like, how do I justify this? I know, grandpa. Grandpa, I can justify this by citing my grandpa. Yeah, that's it. Everybody around you is just like, you know when you listen to a cartoon and you hear like the weird tweet sound when there's no brain function happening? Yeah, that's it. Let's keep playing, Deli. Keep playing that same one. Um, I've been wanting to kind of like keep his legacy going, mm. but in that sense, um, 
Uh, hold on just a sec. We'll get back to that. What is it? Not going to trigger. Hello. Okay. Pause okay. I'll it just there. read it. Martin. Let's go to actually um, 1747 because wait till you hear what Grandpa did for a living. Just wait. Is it Hugh Hefner or something? No, no. It's better. If I just misheard you, you said that you are are. Yeah. Can you can you say can it you, again? Can you explain how you're honoring your grandfather's yeah, legacy? So. Um, by doing pornography? I haven't done much, actually. I'm just trying to, like, trial and error, basically. Um, error. It's more like he's he was a minister, so he didn't make much money, and I kind of want to help him out, and that's, like, a way that I thought would help out in the long run, if that makes sense. Wait, but isn't he... You said he passed away? Yeah, he passed away. But so I, help him out beyond the grave? I'm just confused. <laughs> yeah. It's just an idea that I thought would be... Like, help your family. Yeah, help my family. Okay, so what she's trying to say, first of all, the grandpa. So can you imagine she's citing the grandpa as an excuse for doing the nasty OnlyFans stuff, and the grandpa was a minister. I mean, could this get any more ridiculous? Then she says, first of all, what is trial and error on OnlyFans? (laughs) What does that look like, trial and error? I'm not really sure I want to know what (laughs) trial and error in the corn industry looks like. My mind could go to places that are very dark. I don't want to know. Like you get no views or something? Some I don't know. I went to a darker place than Delhi did, clearly, in this. I, I, I Trial and error seems uh, like it could, I don't know. So she says she's going to help out the grandpa who's dead. So how are you helping dead grandpa out with the corn? Then it comes out, what she's really trying to say is that because the grandpa didn't have a lot of money and the family, I guess, had financial troubles, she was going to fulfill the grandpa's legacy of taking care of the family by doing the OnlyFans. So can you imagine that type of mind stretch to actually take your mind to where you got to justify the corn, you got to justify the nasty, right? So you got to somehow loop in dead grandpa who was a minister who didn't have enough money to care for the family. Now you're going to do it. You're going to step up to the plate. You're going to be, you're going to be a modern version of your minister grandpa. Only you're going to do it in corn. Honey, I don't know how to help you. I I really don't. I, 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 Wow. All right. So the conversation moves on and there's the girl at the end you're going to see that has um, she talks about her body count. Well, let's listen. And then she talks about what it means to be a born again virgin. Did you know that was a thing? A born again virgin? Deli, did you know you could be a born again virgin? Nice. I mean, I, I was told there were some surgeries, actually, that are being brought into play. You can reverse like a Uno reverse You can card. reverse the, the I'm not going to get into it, but you can <laughs> reverse things. But that's not what she's talking about. She's talking about mentally born-again virgin. All right, let's listen to what she has to say. Maybe it's possible. 2-12-03. I guess you misheard this one, but you mentioned body count. Oh, yeah. So you um, said, so what is it again? What's your body count? It was 10. I said Shania, 10. did you answer that one? No. Are we? Yeah, why not? I'm three. Three? We're going to start here and then go around. So what's your body count? Um, 50, but when I'm done with porn, I will reclaim my virginity and go from there. What? Wait. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so 50. So <laughs> 50? Didn't 50. But then what? when you quit porn, you're... Yeah. Mm. I'll go back to zero. So you'll be a born-again yeah. virgin? <laughs> Just a born-again girl with a 100 body count? Yeah. 150? Yeah. 200? Yeah. I think you're... Five, tr- she's trolling. 500? I, I don't think it's going to get out that high. I'm not going to do How it many bodies long. do you think you'll have by the time you retire? Mm, at, by 25, probably like 300. Nasty! Yeah. Nasty! I yeah. can't. Listen, I have to... Yeah. What do you think that's going to do to your hair bond? Nasty. All right, Della, you got to stop it. You got to stop it. I can't. 300 body count. Three nasties. Three nasties. 
Be lucky I didn't just keep pressing this because you know what? I would. 300 body counts. So this idea is interesting to me, though, because they use this as an excuse. A lot of these girls go through the 304 phase, even if they're not on OnlyFans, right? Let's say they're just doing it in real life. Oh, getting drunk, going to the club. He, 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 ha, ha, ha. Oh, I don't remember his name. Whatever. They do that, and then they think they can reverse and delete, right? Like, okay, I'm going to do it from 20, say, younger, they do it now, but say 18 to 26, and then, you know what? Clean slate, start over like nothing happened, right? Born again virgin, yay, I can get my innocence back. You can't get your innocence back. First of all, guys will know. Guys will 100% be able to read that 304 phase on your face, through your actions, the way you act when you're out. You're not getting rid of it. It's like a stain, it really is. Secondly, Chase brings up your ability to pair bond in that clip. Your ability to pair bond gets less and less and less and less, which is why when you have these high levels of promiscuity, your marriage statistically is less likely to be successful because you lose the ability to really mentally and emotionally bond with somebody. So you compromise something about yourself. So that's going to happen. So you, you can't undo damage. You can't undo promiscuity. You can't undo d emotional damage that comes from treating yourself just like a, you know, just an empty vessel. You can't undo all of those bad decisions and then wake up one day and pretend it didn't happen. That becomes part of who you are. That becomes part of how you treat men and how you view relationships and how you view sex and how you view intimacy and how you view fidelity. So you can't undo it, honey. So you can't spend 20 to 26 being a 304 and then at 26 wake up and you're like, oh yeah, born again virgin. It doesn't work like that. It's not going to work like that for you. And guys aren't dumb. I told you they're going to see that 304 face all over you. Your actions, your clothes, the way, what kind of friends you have, how you treat other people. It's done. It's done. So don't do it. Don't do it. If you don't want it to be a stain on your future, don't do it in your past. Okay. I can't. Let's get to standards. I'm curious how you feel about this in the chat. Let me get to the chat real quick, and then we're going to do number five. Christopher uh, Uber, Huber, five bucks, woke mayor, semi-woke DA, woke metro council, woke schools, finally talking about having security guards checking school bags 20 years too late. Yeah, I remember talking about um, having armed security at school, I don't know how many years ago, and it was like, well, how dare you say that? Why? A gun-free zone attracts crime. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that who's not brain dead. So I, amazing. Oh, I'm afraid though. I remember, I think it was like on the view too. Oh my God, why would you want guns around? Oh, right. Let's only let the criminals have the guns. Brain dead. All right. Watch flower five bucks. Ladies, please don't mention your career on the first date or second date or third date. Men of value will put you in the sex only category. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think that if you are, if you have that type of attitude, oh, really interesting. This kind of coincides. I think you can men I, I think you can mention your career, especially if asked. But if you are like head down in the career and that's all you care about, and that's your number one, and when asked about family or there's not a nurturing, you know, vibe in your body, that's a problem. Love is blind. You got y'all know that show? Wild show. Very strange. Had uh, one guy and one girl, they basically, they meet in these pods. They don't see each other, right? Oh, yeah, like the blind date show. Yes, yeah. it's like a blind date show. They're in these pods. They don't see each other face-to-face. -face. There's no, like, you don't know what they look like at all. And they fall in love in the pods, and they get engaged without seeing each other. Then they see each other, and the idea is they go through, I think, uh, 15 weeks or something like that. And then the idea is that they get to the altar, and they decide, are they going to marry? Are they going to not? One guy wouldn't marry the girl and do you know the reason he gave 
It was very interesting. He said, she's not nurturing. There was like, she nearly died when she heard that. She was very upset. And I know like the panel of, you know, the feminist panel was like, I can't believe he said that. But I have to be honest with you. And I wasn't a huge fan of the guy, to be honest. But he went out on one occasion with her and her girlfriends. And the two girls looked like a hot mess. Drunk, a little sloppy, rude. Exactly what you'd expect from like a modern woman. And so he probably deduced if these are two of her closest friends and they're all drinking a little bit too much, they're all a little sloppy, they're all a little naked, they're all like a little nasty, they're all like rude. Well, you know, apple meat tree. And he probably decided, I don't know if I want the future mother of my children to act like this. That was perfectly legitimate in my view. Of course, it was, you know, everybody on the panel was horrified that he would say that. But I had seen those dots getting connected a while ago. So I think if you're on the date, to get back to your question, if you're on a date and you see that a woman doesn't have any feminine traits and she's all career driven, you know, total boss babe, you know, that type of attitude, that's different. Very unattractive. But, you know, some women aren't like that. They have, you know, jobs, they have careers, but that's not necessarily their priority. Or you have to think about how their life was before you got there and maybe how it'll change. You know, it's different once you decide, okay, I met a man that, you know, now I, I, this is what I really wanted. And now I'm not doing the same thing I was doing before. Career wise, I'm talking. Lonely two bucks. Thank you. Have you Robin ever watched um, 90 Day Fiance? Yes. <laughs> that show is nuts. That's too. crazy. You know, and I would love to pull some of this stuff. I hear the best content when I'm like scrolling through that stuff, but I can't because we'll get copyright restrictions. Robin Drill, five bucks. That big woman on what, what woman on whatever was a man. No way. What? Was it a dude? Was it a linebacker for him? What was going on there? We'll have to find back. I, I don't know if it was a woman or a man. I don't know. Kayla Faust, five bucks, got to run. But here's a question for Deli. What's your top three best and worst traits in a lady? Oh, Deli on the spot. I can't answer that because Jed has to choose the woman for me. For do you have, okay, is. let's do one trait. Is there one trait in a woman that you think is like a very good trait and then a terrible trait in a woman? Uh, I just have a good attitude, personality, and just not be lazy. Not like, be lazy. Yeah. So laziness would be the bad. Laziness is the bad. Yeah, because then you know what? You're going to get a chunk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. And then positive is uh, good personality, yeah. pleasant to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys like women that aren't. If you're unpleasant, you got that little face. I, I remember that one whatever podcast we reacted to where MOD was talking to the girl that had the bad attitude. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad attitude is not going to work. And then Omega Rosetsu, all it takes is one body for an incurable STI. Omega Omega's here talking about the STIs. What are we going to do? Okay. So our standard's too high. Let's go to number five and play that TikTok. This might be a hot take, but I have ruined dating for myself. I have set my standards so high that nothing catches my eye. I don't casually date. I don't partake in hookup culture. I don't drink. I don't party. I expect to be treated a certain way. And... I am searching. I'm searching for red flags. So as soon as I get a whiff, just a little whiff, they're out. There's no time. There's no time to waste my time. And I'm okay with this. I'm too okay with this. I'm okay with not dating. I'm okay with being alone. And hasn't really been working out for me, so. Okay, first of all, she's not okay with it. Does she look happy? She wouldn't be making this video again if she was okay with it. Secondly... 
she's even remotely okay with it, as in she's not having a nervous breakdown just yet, because she's still young, she still has a lot of options. We know in 10 years, she's not going to be so okay with it. This is, of course, happening because these women get flooded all the time. She's got so many options that she's got like first world problems now, right? That she's searching, as she says in her own words, for red flags, because there's so many guys coming into her space, so many people asking her out, so many people in the DMs, that she can be so exceptionally picky that she's kind of lost her mind in the process and lost her sanity in the process and lost rational thinking to where no one can meet her standard. That's a recipe for winding up alone, unhappy, miserable, all of the above. Um, What's interesting is that, to me, young people always cite, if you ask a young person, by that I mean like Delhi's age, 20s, like, who do you know? Like, what type of relationship would you really want? Who in your life can you think of? Oftentimes, you know who they'll cite? Their grandparents. Oh, my grandparents, I remember, you know, go over a Christmas dinner, and they just had something so special, that generation. And it's interesting because those relationships were so different. Oftentimes, those individuals met They didn't spend a ton of time together before they started dating, got married. They got married very quickly. And you know what? They went through the ups and downs together and they made it work. They grew together as people. Oftentimes they grew up together in many respects. They raised families. They had their ups and downs. All of that stayed together. Now, of course, one thing, there were traditional roles, right? A man was a man. A woman was a woman. It was respected. It was honored that each brought something unique to the table. We were in a society that valued and respected those things. That's number one. But also, we were in a a society where it wasn't like you had a zillion options in your face via technology all the time. It was oftentimes who lived in your neighborhood, you know, friends of the family. And the goal was to get married young, to have children, to build a family. That was not number one. And young people today can't find that. And they don't, for some reason, there's this disconnect between, well, I'm doing the complete opposite. I'm I'm setting the standards so ridiculously high. I'm doing the complete opposite of what my grandparents did. And yet I'm trying to have a relationship like theirs. And I'm in another stratosphere. This is not even the same relatable world as what they were living. So I think that's interesting. So the question is, are her standards too high? It depends. If if she's going to wind up alone and that's the ultimate goal, then no. If not, she needs to reassess and maybe have some self-reflection about the fact that, you know, she is getting flooded in those DMs. And that is the reason why now she is literally on the hunt for red flags. Shouldn't be on the hunt for red flags. You should be aware of red flags, right? Don't be blind. But if you're looking, if you're like, oh, wait, this is a really nice guy, blah, 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 blah. But wait, let me let me do some investigating. You can't live like that. You can't live like that and be happy. You just can't. Okay. I found a video. Next level. I don't need a man. This one takes the cake. Let's play it. Number six, TikTok. Men are luxury items to women at this point. (laughs) Women don't give two chocolate-covered shits what men want. It doesn't matter to us anymore. This is the part you're not understanding. See, for hundreds of years, the people don't take it off the. Okay. By the way, this woman, if you look at her facial expression, this is the expression Deli and I were talking about before that like nasty face, bad attitude. It's right here. Keep watching must get married to a man in order to be able to function in society but that's not the case anymore women don't have to get married to a man to live any kind of fulfilled life they want women can meet their own basic needs in the immortal words of miss miley cyrus i can buy my own flowers so the only reason for me to be in a relationship with a man is if he's bringing something to the table if he's enriching my life in some way I don't have to get married to function. Women can choose now. And more and more and more, women are choosing not. 
to get married or be in relationships with men. And that's when y'all are losing your minds. You should be spending more time improving yourself instead of bullying women on the internet. And this whole threat of women, oh, you're gonna grow old and die alone. No, we're not. That's not a threat. We have our friends. We have our sisters with us. Do you ever see the Golden Girls, my dude? That's not a cautionary tale. It's a goddamn victory lap. I can't. Using Miley Cyrus as a reference. <laughs> Imagine crazy. using Miley Cyrus <laughs> as a reference for a happy, well-adjusted person and thinking you've, you've done something good. No, really. I mean, imagine. So, and she says, I can buy my own flowers. Yeah, honey, you can. But you know what? It's not enjoyable. It's not. It's not the same thing to go buy your own flowers. And when you're, you know, 50 and you're walking to the grocery store and you see some roses on Valentine's Day and you're like, yeah, I'm going to pick something up for myself and put them in a big old vase on the table. And you're sitting there eating the chocolates one by one, Chelsea Handler style. You're going to be miserable. And you know what your sisters are probably going to be doing? They're probably going to be with their kids and their husbands if they've got any common sense. They're going to have, you know, travel a different path than you. They're not going to be holding a big old bottle of wine, eating those chocolates alone on Valentine's Day. They're going to be with their families at that point. Odds that you're going to have a bunch of, you know, Sex in the City style sisters who are all single and forever. It doesn't work like that. You're talking about the Golden Girls. Oh, she's so young and so brain dead. First of all, the Golden Girls, Rose's husband died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> died. Dorothy had a horrible divorce. <laughs> she was married. Bla uh, what's her name? Dorothy Blanche. The Sophia is like a hundred in the show. So uh, what are you talking about? And Blanche is always in and hopping in and out of bed with a bunch of guys feeling totally like unfulfilled, unsatisfied. And I think her husband also died. Is that I mean, what what are you modeling? They, they went, those women found themselves in a situation. And yes, they had their, you know, each, each other. But it was because the path that they were on fell apart. People died. They were widows, except for Sophia, who was 100, and Dorothy, who had Stan on the show, who was, you know, the, ex, the idiot ex-husband, which, you know, they love to present an ex-husband as an idiot, but nonetheless, he was the cheater, blah, 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 all that stuff. But you're using the Golden Girls as your mom. So you want to basically go through life alone and then live in a big old house with a bunch of, like, old ladies? Oh, sounds like a blast. I don't know. Don't you all feel really excited by that path? Yeah, it's funny. What was their life too like that? Their life wasn't. They have kids. They have kids. Go back 20 years in the Golden Girls, and they're happily married, and they have their children. They have their families already. You understand, honey? You didn't watch much TV. What were you like a, like a embryo? Why, what are you like? Deli's age? You're talking to me <laughs> about the... I know the Golden Girls, okay? I'm old. Did you ever watch Golden The Golden Girls. Palace? No. What was that? The, the, the spinoff? Spin yeah. And by the way, I love The Golden Girls. Love the show. Very sad that they've passed away. But can we be, can we be honest? That was not, people are not shooting for a life where you get married, your husband dies. I mean, this is not. Also, by the way, Sex and the City wrecked women, right? We know that. It presented this like, oh, everybody's just going to be, you know, 36 and in the city alone, acting like they're 22. And they all live in big, beautiful houses, even though they don't. I mean, what was Carrie writing books and articles and living in that big old browns? Don't give me a break. New York City. Have you ever been there? You ever like look at the rent? She'd be living in some type of little studio nasty place if she was if it was real life. Not wearing Louboutins, going, walking down the street in a tutu. I mean, it's TV. 
It's not real life, love. By the way, she is kind of like a mini Chelsea Handler, right? That girl, doesn't she look like that to you? There's something like very about hard. Oh my gosh, she does. She does. <laughs> she looks like a mini Chelsea Handler. Got that same, it's like they all like swallowed the same chip. And it's like stuck here now. That man hated chip. We hate man. We don't need man. We're going to die alone. We've got our sisters. We've got our wine. I've got wine and chocolates. We're good. And they all have kind of like this very tone. You know, I can't. We can meet our basic needs, she says. Really? Okay. So I guess you don't need to make a big, long video about how you don't need a man because you're just living and you don't need a man. No, you're making a big, long video because you're angry. Now, and this is important too. remember this. Um, I've talked about this before. These women are, are vengeful. They're vengeful because they feel like society was a patriarchy for a long time. Women were deprived of certain rights. There's some truth to the fact that women, yes, you know, there were rights that were denied to women, but we're not there anymore. Again, they want today's men to pay for what society looked like, you know, X amount of years ago. So they are on a mission to make you guys out there pay. You're paying today for what society looked like, you know, in uh, 1930 and for what women were were deprived of them then in terms of, you know, equality of opportunity and whatnot. These women have gone to their gender studies classes and they've gone through college and they're mad. But they're not mad at the past. They're mad at the present, and they're going to make guys in the present and the future pay. So they're out to get you. Wouldn't you consider this hate speech? No. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, um, hate speech to me is like a term, like a, a woke term almost, because it, it, would I consider it like man-hating to mm -hmm. a degree? Yeah. But I, I let her say it. Let her say what she wants to say. Let her have her free speech. You know, and that's, that's an important thing, too. You've got to let these people bury themselves. You don't want to censor anybody. You only censor people. People who censor are afraid because they can't debate you, right? RFK will get censored. People will get censored when the other party is afraid to actually have a conversation with you. If they're not afraid of you, they'll let you talk. I'm not afraid. Let her come on the show. I have no problem with her running her mouth because she's wrong on all points. I have no problem with it. Let her keep talking. Talk as much as she wants and it'll give me more content to respond to. That's the way it should work. Right. So hate speech. I mean, is it hateful in an, in an extent, in a sense? Yes, Deli. But I, I want her to keep talking. I see the chat. OK, weight neutral. Oh, wait. OK. So we need to talk about gym culture. This was our title. It was about gym culture. So you see these videos now in the gym where the women, you know, they're, they're putting their cameras off. And if a guy even goes like this, it's like, oh, my God, he made me feel unsafe. Oh, these guys are just disgusting. Meantime, she's in there. Everything's out, exposed. Everything is this, you know, all naked, right? And the guy just goes like this, and it's like, oh, my God, did you see that? Oh, my God, is he going to come over? I can't. To be a woman now, it's just, and then she's, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So I want to show you where this is headed. And this is a little bit comical, but where is this headed? Let's go to number seven. When a guy would rather watch you get crushed underneath a barbell than be seen as a gym creep. Nah, it's a switch up. I'm not a gym creep. Ain't anywhere near it, it's a trap. I have consent. <laughs> I love it. I'm talking now all over the internet. People <laughs> spitting at me on the street. So I love it. Did you see what he said? I have consent. 
he went right into the camera. He was like, no, I don't know if they know each other beforehand or what the dynamic between those two people was um, or if it was set up. Doesn't look like it was set up. She looks pretty like that was the moment that happened. They may know each other. I don't know. But that's where it's headed. It's heading in a direction where these guys are going to be, they just don't want to do it, right? They're going to be like, I'm not getting involved. And you're going to have a whole bunch of women that are going to be weighed down by barbells. And they're going to be like doing a squat. And they're not going to be able to throw that weight off of them. And all of the former gentlemen or the intrinsically wired gentlemen now even are going to be like, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting caught on camera. Can they see the camera, right? That guy sees it's all set up. He's like, Mm-mm, I'm not getting involved in some TikTok meme. I don't want to do it. And who's going to suffer here? The women are going to suffer. The women are going to suffer. First of all, you're going to have guys much less likely to interact with women at the gym. Why do women go to the gym half naked? Because they want attention from men. Come on. Don't, don't tell me you're going to the gym half naked for yourself or I'm going to start vomiting. You are not going to the gym half naked for yourself. You're going to the gym half naked because you want attention. That's why you got a little matchy matchy outfit. That's why the booty, you know, they got all those spandex now where it like scrunches around the butt stylistically to make all the guys' eyes go. You know, you know what's going on here. It's like the, se- the, the sexual marketplace is is alive and well at the gym. We all know it. Some of us acknowledge that. Some of us don't acknowledge it. I met my husband in a gym, right? And when I saw him and when a little sparks were flying, you know, my outfits got a little cuter. I ain't gonna lie. The hair, the ponytail <laughs> got a little cuter. There was maybe a little blush on. I don't wear makeup to the gym, but you know, those days, maybe a little blush got patted on the cheeks, you know, just for a little color while I was sweating. I'm just saying, right? It is what it is. So the women are gonna find that guys aren't paying them any attention to the gym because guys are gonna say, well, I'm not looking her way. Because then it's going to just become a problem. They're going to say, oh, I don't need some feminist. It's going to be like, oh, you're harassing me. I don't need to become some meme. I don't know. Is her phone on? Do I have to scout for cameras? And then they don't want to pop up on TikTok. So you're going to have women who aren't getting approached by men. You're going to have women who are getting stuck holding weights that they can't hold. And they're going to be looking around. And then you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. They're going to cry. Where are all the gentlemen? (laughs) I just want a guy like my dad and my grandpa. They would never do this. They would never let a woman just be alone in a gym like this. They feel so just. They'll, they'll use violate in a different way. You know, they'll, they'll change the definitions of words. I feel alone and afraid and a different. And the guys just aren't looking out for us. Guys are cowards. They'll say you're cow. Oh, guys are afraid. I saw a video the other day. A girl's like, men are afraid to come up to us. They're not afraid to come up to you. I mean, maybe some feel a little insecure, but by and large, they're just like, I don't need this aggravation today. I don't need some diva aggravation today because more often than not, what do you do? You know, "Mm, nasty, you know, like a little "Mm, attitude, "Mm, puckered lips. You know, the pucker look. "Mm." They're tired. (laughs) They're tired. They're tired of getting made fun of. They're tired of, of being, you know, abused. They're tired of getting, you know, oh, I'm a meme now. Because why? Because I looked your way for two seconds in the gym? Because you were either half naked or you were doing some type of weird squat. Sometimes guys look women's way. I am in the gym sometimes and I'm looking the way of women because they're doing stuff wrong. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's, you're going to pop your knee out. I mean, am I also, you know, trying to hook up? <laughs> Come on! You yeah. see that video I sent you the other day of the camera crew inside the gym? Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. Tell them what it was, Deli. Oh, my God. I, can I actually pull it up? Yeah, as long as it doesn't have music. No, um, okay. See if it has music. You can pull it up. But this is what's going on. Oh, you have it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to work out. Look at the look at <laughs> the whole. Look at the camera everywhere. crew. Look, look, look. I mean, it's utterly ridiculous. Look at this. <laughs> That's studio lighting. Yeah, studio lighting. Yeah, that's like the light we got here right now. Yeah, 
Because you know what? They're not there to exercise. And now, you know, you see all these influencers, these gym influencers, these women. It's too much. It's like they go to the gym. They do like one squat. And if they've got it set up, and then it's like another 10 minutes, then it's another squat. They don't work out. They're there for an hour, and they've got like their still shots, and they, they try to like present themselves as some sort of like expert on working out. Meantime, they did one squat, and it was wrong. The knees went over the toes, whole nine yards, and you're just like, oh, God. So, guys, I don't blame you. I know what you're seeing. All right, we got uh, a couple more. We're over a little bit today just because last show was short, so bear with me just for a few minutes. Um, weight neutral personal trainers. Oh, I have to do this one today. I've been putting it off too long. All right, let's go to the original video, number eight, Delhi. This one, right? Mm -hmm. Another great question. This person is asking if there is any time in which intentional weight loss is not fat phobic. I'm going to say 99.9% .9 of the times if you are intentionally losing weight, it is fat phobic. I'm leaving that point little zero one percent in case I am truly, truly wrong, but I don't think I am. And here's the reason why. I'm not saying if you exercise and happen to lose weight that that is fat phobic. I'm not saying if you start a medication and you happen to lose weight, that is fat phobic. I am not saying that if you're going through any type of, you know, illness and that is altering your body in some way, that that is fat phobic. <laughs> I'm saying when you are intentionally exercising to lose weight, altering your diet to lose weight, doing any activity intentionally to lose weight is fat phobic. Okay, just stop. I can't. I can't. She's a weight neutral personal trainer weight neutral person we're going to show you what she looks like we're going to do the show the follow-up oh yeah i went and found it so that she originally took down she got a, a whole boatloads of backlash and she took it down but we found it of course anyway so what is she saying she's saying that if you you are fat phobic fat phobic essentially you know anti-fat people you know you're you're bigoted against fat people all that if you intentionally say i'm a little overweight I'm going on a diet. I need to lose some weight. You can't intentionally lose weight without being fat phobic in her view. Now, if you do it by accident, like if you take a medication or, you know, that's okay because you weren't trying to lose weight. So anybody out there who is overweight, who is obese, who says to themselves, I look terrible, I feel terrible, I am going to lose this weight, is fat phobic, even by the way, if you're fat. So if you're a fat person, you hate fat people because you're trying to lose weight. I mean, do you do you hear the crazy? So I looked at that video and I said, you know what? I need to see more of her. Oh my! God. I need to see more of what's going on here. So I find that she's a weight neutral personal trainer, which means she's overweight. She's a personal trainer. That's that's immediate translation for me. And um, so you see the next TikTok. That's her TikTok. You see all the videos. Is that what you get when you click on the second one? Yes, right. Yeah. Okay, and then she did a follow-up. Let's do the follow-up. You see her follow-up, Deli? Okay. What does it say, Deli? Can you read that? It's very, very tiny. You read it, Deli. This is clearly one of the most controversial topics I've ever covered because <laughs> it's the only one that's alt-right pages that alt-right pages repost. Mm -hmm. It's the, also the only topic that has made people email me death threats. Jeez. Want to play it? So alt-right 
when it, she's saying, oh, the alt-right, which to them just means anyone. Like, I would be alt-right. Everybody who's conservative would be alt-right to them because, you know, the brain dead. I never so heard of that. So le- let's play it. And then it's just, it's just, um, it's not music. It's just sound of stuff coming in like a, like a rolling through her phone. So <laughs> that's all her messages coming in. Okay. So then I um, go to another video of her. I, I looked at a whole bunch. She's overweight. Shocking. And uh, let's look at that last video I pulled of her that I thought was interesting for a personal trainer to be doing. Let's just play it. Okay, hi, it's me eating some mac and cheese out of this giant mug. Um, But tell me why specifically the Auntie Annie's like cheddar box mac and cheese. Make that and put some tahini on top. Okay. Why is it so good? So she's eating mac and cheese. She's overweight. Um, not even real mac first and of cheese. all that's not even real mac and cheese you <laughs> want to eat real mac and cheese by the way I'll tell you it's delicious you use butter you use grass fed cheese we get uh, grass fed cheese from the farm if you can't tolerate cheese well which I don't either there's um, A2A2 which is remove some of the proteins I know a lot about food and uh, oh the homemade butter delicious delicious get yourself some farm fresh pasta none of that nasty stuff that's got glyphosate in it anyway she there she is eating the and eating some boxed macaroni and cheese she's overweight and because she doesn't want to face the reality that she herself is not healthy by virtue of being obese she has to now pick on other people right because you know what she probably has a hard time getting clientele Because if you go looking for a personal trainer, if I walk into a gym and I'm looking for a personal trainer and I see somebody that's obese, I'm not picking them because you want somebody that you can like, wow, to aspire to, right? Every trainer I ever had in my life always looked like really fit, like, okay, I want to aspire to that. They know what they're doing. They take this seriously. They really care about fitness. I'm sure people aren't flocking to train with a weight neutral personal trainer that's clearly obese, In the same way that if you went to somebody for anything, you would want somebody like, I'm not going to go get a facial by somebody who has horrible skin, right? I'm like, okay, well, whatever they're doing for themselves isn't working. Something's going on. They're not looking at the diet component. They're not clued in. Something's wrong here. Uh Uh-uh. I'm going to pass, right? So this this is not particular to just, you know, obesity. But can you imagine the audacity? to tell you that you're fat phobic because you're looking at her and just having an honest assessment of what's going on there. She should lose weight. She should lose weight if she wants to be healthy. I'm not telling her what to do. She can eat mac and cheese till kingdom come. But if she's going to be a personal trainer and she wants to increase her clientele, there's a way to do that. And that is to look more like a personal trainer, somebody that people want to emulate. I say the same thing with models oftentimes. You know, it used to be like, when you look at a model on a cover of a magazine, the reason it drew attention was because they were stunning. It was like, wow, look at that beautiful girl. Look at that really handsome guy. Now there's this effort to like, everyone can be a model. Everyone on earth, right? It's like fat is healthy. Let's put, you know, on a cover of Sports Illustrated. Let's just have somebody who's like, oh, beat. Why? I don't want to aspire to that. Well, guess what? The system wants you to aspire to that. They want you to sit back, have a big old bag of Cheetos. Maybe you get a little fat. Maybe you skip the gym that day. Maybe you catch something like, I don't know, the flu, which is we all know. Well, let's not get into that here, but we'll do it somewhere else. Maybe you just don't feel good. You start feeling down. You start getting depressed. You know, suddenly you're compliant, right? You're a member of the system. You're a robot. Exactly what they want. Okay. Let's do one more. One more. 
let's do, oh, this is the best. This goes perfectly with this, by the way. Let's go with uh, number nine. We have this author on the obesity stuff, just to show you how far this woke madness will go. This is from the New York Post. Author Virginia Soul Smith claims that the desire to be skinny promotes white supremacy <laughs> and the patriarchy. Okay. It's always a different region. So I know. I know. <laughs> a weight culture journalist. What is that? Listen, if I'm ever out of a job, I guess I can become a weight culture journalist. That's what I'll do in my spare time. Okay. She said during an interview Tuesday that fitness-minded people working on a thin body type are complicit with white supremacy and the patriarchy. Author, this is our author, told NPR, of course. Of course. Who else would have you on, honey? Fresh Air podcast that United States society's desire to be skinny and our adversity to fatness can be traced to the end of American slavery as a way of preserving out-of-touch white beauty standards. Mm. The thin ideal is definitely a white ideal. When we trace the history of modern diet culture, we really trace it back in the United States to the end of slavery. Obviously, white supremacy is trying to maintain the power structure. No joke. So celebrating a thin white body as the ideal body is a way to other and demonize black and brown bodies, bigger bodies, anyone who doesn't fit into that norm. This isn't about race, honey. Obesity, there are fat people who are, are black, white, brown, all shades. Is it men, women? Some combination of that. Fat is fat. This is about health. And frankly, I don't care if you want to get, get yourself fat and be eating cheeseburger delight, whatever. What, I, what, I, what bothers me is not that people are fat. What bothers me is the desire on the part of the system to now tell people that that is healthy. That's where I got involved. Not when it was, oh, there's just people who are overweight. Okay, you do you. You don't want to exercise. You want to, you know, decrease your life expectancy. You want to be more prone to disease. That is up to you. But when the system decided to tell us all, one, that you couldn't call fat fat, that words no longer had meaning, I had a problem with that. And when the system decided it was going to uplift fatness as if it was healthy and destroy people's actual health, I had a problem with that. That's why we're stepping in, honey. It's not about patriarchy. It's not about race. It's about health. <sighs> so then I get to the second page of this before we close out. And she says, um, she argued that fat people experience a similar form of stigma as those who live under the thumb of racism. No joke. This is what she's saying. She says, doctors are the worst perpetrators of anti-fat bias. The author said providers tend to blame weight for their fat patients' health issues. See, I wonder why. Even when an individual comes in seeking treatment for a sprained ankle or a sinus infection, I, well, a sprained ankle, I could maybe see the connection depending upon what's going on. Is there a lot of weight going on that ankle? Just, I'm just saying, sinus infection, I don't think you're going in for a sinus infection. And a doctor is saying, oh, you have that sinus infection because you're fat necessarily. However, what if there is a connection to breathing? What if there is a connection going on? And by the way, if you go to a doctor and you're going in for something, and that doctor looks at you, and you're morbidly obese, and they don't bring up your diet, and they don't bring up exercise, they're not doing their job. That's a bad doctor. Leave and go find an actual doctor. That's not, that's somebody who's looking to give you, that's a drug dealer, honey, you're looking for. You're looking for somebody who go in, gives you drugs, and keeps their little mouth shut? That's a drug dealer. So she's saying that fat people get subpar health care compared to other people with the same condition. No, they just... You cannot, if you are in a medical practice and you are somebody who takes your job seriously, you cannot ignore that somebody is morbidly obese. They walk through the door and you're supposed to ignore that. Oh, what's going on? Oh, I have uh, intestinal issues. I am getting sinus infection. Okay, well, maybe some, what are you eating? Does that not immediately, should lead you down a path of what are you consuming? Are you exercising? 
What's going on with your immune system? Let's take a look at your cholesterol. Let's take a look at this, that. Those questions get asked. Cholesterol is a separate topic because cholesterol has been vilified and improperly by the matrix. That's a whole topic for another day. But regardless, they ask questions because they're looking at you and you're not exactly the pinnacle of health. I can't. I'm not going to make it, Deli. All right. Let's look at the chat before we close out. Omega Rosetsu, luxury items for paupers. Bring nothing, expecting everything. And she will be raising futures for cat litter and boxed wine. Oh, man. The boxed wine. That's true. It's a meme, but it's true. These modern women with the boxed wine. Rob Bedreau, Jed, you what's crazy. The Golden Girls were actually like our age now when they made that show. No, no, they were older. They were older. They were in their 50s uh, for most, I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, although maybe they, it's possible the casting happened young and they made them look older. In fact, I think uh, the little old lady, Sophia, was actually younger than one of yeah, the other Yeah, she was ones. the youngest one. Yeah, and they like put that weird. wig on and all that. Mm, interesting. Beaten Cheeks is here, Deli. Yeah. Five bucks. Jed, will you be homeschooling your child with all this BS going on? Yes, I will. 100%. I'm going to homeschool. Uh, I'm going to do like a homeschool group because I want him to have, you know, plenty of fun with other kids and stuff. But yeah, I'm not sending him to school. And by the way, even more passionate about that than me is my husband who's like, uh, no, it's not happening. It's not just because of what's happening in public schools, by the way. It's a lot that's going on. We can talk about that one day about how the Matrix likes you to be like programmed into their, you know, schedule and all that. The Matrix schedule. Yeah, we're not doing that. Rick Bourne gave five bucks. There should be a no camera rule in gyms, especially on tripods, looking at yourself. Yeah, you know, they make those rules about how you can't play music out loud. Some of them you can't talk on your phone, but they're never going to get rid of the cameras because now with all the influencers, mm -hmm. they're never going to do that. Omega Resetsu, men at the gym. Not today, Satan. <laughs> no bait for me. <laughs> Remember I texted you the other day when I was at the gym? Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, not, not doing today, that. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. Rusty Fuel gave five bucks. The best mac and cheese is made at a petroleum plant. <laughs> best mac and cheese, I told you. Grass-fed cheese, grass-fed butter. Oh, what's that pasta I get? Mm. I'm not really into stuff out of the box. I don't do gluten. My husband has a pasta right from Italy that he orders. It's beyond. Truly, if you want to just indulge, that's how you indulge. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for your patience that we started a little bit late. I will be back here on... Is today Friday, Deli? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the, what? the World Economic Forum? That last one? Yeah. You mean Google? Yeah. No, we're not going to do that today. We're okay. going to pass. We're going to do it next show. Thank you for paying attention. Delhi's really, you know, I want you to hit that subscribe button. I want you to hit that like button. I want you to show some love. We passed 200K, by the way. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, I appreciate it more than you know. Pass this podcast along to your friends, to people you think could hear it. Just tell them, give it a shot. They'll have fun. We know it. We know we're entertaining. You and I, together, you know. All right. Have a corporate media free weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday. Bye.